Hi, I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I am so excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast last fall to highlight local stories of faith and sports. And today, I am just so excited for you to hear this conversation with three guys, three student athletes from East Texas Baptist University out in Marshall, Texas, Brian, Jacob, and Zach. They have a passion for Jesus, number one. They love music, and they love football. Um, and God has given them an incredible platform through athletics to, to share the gospel um, through speaking and, and also through their, their music. And you're going to hear a lot about their music group called Heat on the Hill, which is actually how we met. And you'll hear that story in this conversation. But, but most of all, you're going to hear throughout this entire episode, three young people, three young men, who have a passion for Jesus and a passion for making Him known. So without further delay, let's jump right into the conversation. Thanks for joining me today, guys. It's good to be here. Good to be here. You bet. Thanks for making the drive from East Texas. So we're going to start this off. I feel like I need to start with kind of how we got connected. I mentioned in the intro you guys play uh, for East Texas. Baptist University, three of you guys play, play football. Well, a couple weeks ago on Twitter, um, your older brother, Brian, your older brother, Brad, tagged our organization in a One Direction video. <laughs> yeah, right. Y'all are a right. music group, Heat on the Hill. Yeah, yeah. And I jokingly wrote back that they should do a song for our organization. And then this whole thing uh, came up about the podcast. So um, this should be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, and listeners, just so you know, uh, we had Brian's older brother, Steve, in a few episodes ago. So I'm a little familiar familiarity with his family. So I'm going to ask these guys just to start off by just a little bit about where they're from, um, their background in sports. So, Brian, you want to Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the people who listen to Stevens, it's, it's fairly similar uh, because we <laughs> didn't have the same parents growing up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, just a lot of moving around. Um, I think I moved seven times, was born in Austin, moved um, to the border down Del Rio, then back in DFW area. So, we've got it all over the place. And so that, that kind of uh, was, was a fun thing to, to know. If you moved somewhere and didn't like it, it was okay because you're probably going to move after a couple of years. Um, so it, it, was, it was pretty good, and, uh, and our family was centered around God and football. Uh, those are the two things uh, that, that reigned supreme in our family. My dad was a football coach. So um, every Saturday, every Friday, it was football, and Sunday we were definitely in church. And so I have four of my brothers on the baby, um, and then uh, it was blessed to kind of continue my – um, playing career um, as a college quarterback at East Texas Baptist University. So um, that's kind of about about me and you know, where I've uh, come from. Awesome. What about you, Jake? Uh, well, my name is Jacob. Um, I'm from Bossier City, Louisiana. Uh, these guys... Uh, we pray get, for them. Yeah, they give me a hard time because <laughs> they, they swear Texas is better, but I don't, I don't know about that. Are you across uh, the border then? I'm, I'm across the border. Yeah, 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 I yeah, I guess so. But... Uh, from Bossier City, lived there my whole life. Uh, I've got two younger brothers. Uh, the youngest is an eighth grader, and the, the middle one's actually a freshman at ETBU. He plays a uh, linebacker for us. So oh, wow. Awesome. We kind of have some uh, some rivalry there with linebacker, quarterback. But uh, uh, mom and dad, dad, uh, kind of like Brian, my dad was a football coach growing up. So, like you said, grew up on the, on the football field and, and in church. My mom's a physical therapist. But, uh, yeah, we – we have a good time, uh, uh, us brothers. We we've had a, quite a few wrestling matches uh, in our <laughs> yeah. yeah, but awesome. How about you, Zach? Well, 
I'm from good old Tyler, Texas. Uh, unlike Bron- high you to? Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill High School. Um, unlike Brian, uh, I stayed in the same house pretty much my whole life. Um, oldest of three, uh, sorry, two, uh, three siblings. Uh, got a uh, eight-year-old brother and an eighteen-year-old sister. So uh, yeah, nice little gap between. Um, yeah. Uh, Good old Tyler. Yeah, good old Tyler. Good Not old really Tyler. much to say about that. He's Texas boy. He's yeah. Texas. Awesome. So, I know Brian. You mentioned the foundation of your family was, yeah. you know, God and football. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you grew up in a family of faith. But so, what age did you realize that it wasn't your parents' faith, your brother's faith? It was a personal relationship with Jesus for you. Yeah. So actually, so you know, when I was thinking about that, uh, I think. Um, my sophomore year of high school, you know, I, I had really grown up with, with, that, with an identity of football was my identity. That's who I was. I was a football player. Um, I was a quarterback. And then also I was a Christian. That was kind of how I, I viewed things. Up. And, and up until probably my sophomore year, freshman year of high school, I, I had kind of adopted that as my my uh, my parents' faith and, and maybe um, just not – it's too real uh, for me. Um, but my sophomore year, broke my leg in, in eight, week eight. Um, and in that point, it was, a, it, was a, it was a devastating time for me because football was taken away, and that was kind of the first time in my life where football was was not there for me. Um, and, and that's when I really started becoming uh, close to Christ and started uh, really um, seeking His Word and seeking to what uh, He wanted for my life and wanted for wanted for me. Um, and I think again, I, I moved. I went to two high schools: I went to Cleburne High School, I went to Pittsburgh High School. Um, and so when I moved to Pittsburgh High School, I remember just kind of thinking, you know, I really want to make an impact for Christ. Nobody knows me here. Nobody, you know, I have, I have no, no past, no history. I can start over and be a different person if I want to be a different person. And so that's what I did. Um, and through that year of being there as a senior, uh, God worked in tremendous ways through um, uh, our youth program, our first, first Baptist Pittsburgh, um, and also through our football team. Uh, uh, with bringing them to church on Wednesday nights and stuff like that, so uh, my senior year definitely was uh, was a great, great year to me to see God uh, work and really be uh, true to His to true to His word. That's awesome. What about you? Uh, for me, uh, both my parents grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I remember I was eight years old, and uh, our, I go to First Baptist Bossier in uh, Bossier City. And I remember for some reason, I don't know why, I didn't go to youth that day. I went to uh, what we call Big Church, where all the adults go. And I remember sitting there with my mom and dad, and uh, Fred Lowry, our pastor at the time, preached on hell. And he was like, and I'm, I'm sitting there listening, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm, I'm a bad person. I'm a sinner. And uh, I was like, I, I know I need a Savior. And that was the time I, I remember sitting there, and I just had this like feeling in my heart like tugging at me. And I, I finally, like... I was just like, all right, I can't take it anymore. And I went to my dad, and I told him what was going on. He's like, he told me, you know, I think you need to, I think that's Jesus asking, he wants to be in your heart. And so the, that night, me and my dad kneeled down by, by my parents' bed, and uh, that was the night I asked Jesus into my heart. And kind of like Brian said, uh, I, I knew I was a Christian, but my talk wouldn't necessarily match with my walk. Mm. And so this past summer, I had the opportunity, Evan uh, McFarland. He, uh, he runs the high school. He's the high school pastor at our church. And uh, he asked me to be the summer intern. And so I was like, okay, I didn't know what I was getting into, but uh, 
I found out real quick, uh, middle school and high school kids are not the easiest to deal with. But it was the best summer of my life, and he really showed me what it meant to have that true walk with Christ and not just having all the right answers. Mm. And uh, so that's really uh, how I've kind of come up through this journey. Uh, but, yeah, just as of late, you know, I've realized what it means to have both the talk and the walk. That's awesome. Yeah, throughout my life, I've been in church. Well, I've, we've, my family's always been big believers in God and stuff like that. But, like, since me and my sister both play sled baseball, we were always, like, every weekend we were in Dallas or Shreveport or something. So, like, we never had time to go, but we always believed. And then I'll say 14, 15 years old is when I got saved and it's when I when – I, came around Jesus more often, I guess you can say, but it's never really walked the walk of Christ. And I say freshman year of college, when I was at Panola Junior College, uh, my first semester, my freshman year, um, I wanted to get better like with Jesus, but there was no way to, like I guess you could say like nobody was there for me. And um things at Panola didn't really work out right and uh God was telling me well, uh, before that came in talks with uh, Coach Scotty Walden at ETBU at the time, and uh, I just felt like God was telling me that's where I need to go because you know ETBU is Christ-centered and uh, university, and I just feel like that's God telling me. And ever since I've been at ETBU, my relationship with God has just soared through the roof. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so Brian, one question specifically for you about your family. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your brothers. You're the baby. Um, some big shoes to fill. Uh, yeah, right? they are. There are, there are some big shoes. Um, I know yes. Stephen and his impact here in the Dallas area for Christ is, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I can only imagine the rest of the family. So, what you know? What's your relationship like with your brothers? And is it is it hard being the baby following their footsteps? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's definitely. Uh, I can say um, my brothers, the, the four older ones, uh, Brad Brooks, Stephen, and Scott. Uh, are by far the most influential people in my life. Um, I, there, no question that I, I wouldn't be the, the man I am today without them, without their influence. Uh, so, so Brad actually was he was out of the house when I was about four years old. Uh, so he was 15 years older than me, um, and so uh, he was kind of. We never really kind of grew up together. He, he was just already growing up when I was born. So. Uh, <laughs> So that's how it worked, and he was always kind of the dad, father figure when all of us brothers would hang out and take care of me, not let me get, let me get beat up. Um, but we always had that relationship. Then my, my senior year of high school, like I said, I moved. Um, so he was actually the, the head football coach there um, and was my head football coach there. So I got to play wow. for my brother. And that was a super cool time. I got to, you know, we got to spend every day together, which we, we never really got to um, growing up. Right. Um, our dad was actually the defensive coordinator. Um, and so he, we got to be on the field together and, and kind of um, being in Pittsburgh and seeing, you know, how Brad is as, as, as not only as a brother, but how he is as a father and how he is as a husband and how he is as a, just a man um, of God and how he treats people in his work um, really influenced me uh, definitely over uh, the couple years I was there and into my college life. I, you know, I go to him for for advice, you know, from, from girls to from, you know, football to whatever, I, I ask him about anything. And uh, Steven's the same way. Steven, um, he's probably the best uh, listener uh, there is, and he's a great uh, go-to person. I, you know, if I ever have a, a problem um, in high school when I was struggling with, with football or struggle with sports, he would always be there. 
um, to, to call. Um, and so my brothers have been uh, extremely influential in my walk with Christ. And, and like I said, I wouldn't be the man I am uh, today without them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, the, the pressure is there to, to fill those shoes, but, but they're definitely the most supportive people um, of my, my career and what I'm doing. So they're, they're, uh, they're really happy with me. I hope I make them proud. <laughs> I will say that the night that we were messaging about setting this up, I did text Steve. Yeah, okay. I said, hey, I've never met your younger brother, but here's what happened. You know, crazy video. <laughs> Brad, you know, did all this, and, and his his response back was, uh, Brian will del- delivers a message with eloquence and energy. He'll be a great one to interview. That's a very accurate oh, right there. Yes, there we go. Oh, yeah. Stephen gave you a good, plug. Good, good. I'm happy. Um, I'm happy that you said that about me. Yeah, Stephen, I'll send you the money later. But anyway, <laughs> um, so back to, back to our conversation here. Um, Y'all obviously all play sports, football in, in college. So let's talk about that for for a minute. Um, you can each answer it, or if just one you want to want to share, it doesn't matter. But what's, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment on the field? Okay. Um, well, for me, uh, mine might be a little odd, but uh, <laughs> my junior year of high school, I uh, we were playing uh, the last game of the regular season, and. We were down by four with like 40 seconds left. And so we're driving down the field and all of a sudden I go to scramble and I slip. And when I slip and fell, the defensive end falls on top of me and dislocates my shoulder. And so what I'm thinking is, I'm like, all right, we lost the game, but playoffs next week, I'm gonna come back, it's gonna be fine. And sure enough, uh, the playoff week comes and I broke a school record of the most interceptions ever thrown. <laughs> because what I didn't know was I had torn my labrum 360. Ooh. So ended up, after the game, I was like, something's wrong because I try and throw it this way and it would go nowhere near where I wanted it. So ended up uh, having surgery. Uh, Dr. Barton did my surgery. He's the same doctor that did uh, Tom Brady's shoulder surgery uh, years back. And he basically sat me down and told me I would never play football again. And so, of course, me being as competitive as I am, I'm like, all right, let's see. And so two years passed by of rehab, and he finally was like, yeah, I mean, technically you're cleared to play, but I don't know how well you're going to be able to throw it. And I had the opportunity to try and have a tryout with University of Louisiana Monroe. And um, I somehow made it. They knew my situation, so they allowed me to kind of have my rehab there. Well, I ended up transferring to ETBU with my brother. And... uh, and Brian, we're playing Louisiana College this past year, and Brian goes out there, takes care of business, and breaks two school records. And uh, he allows me to, to go in there in the fourth quarter, and I, uh, I threw a touchdown pass. Wow. And right after the game, my dad came up, and he's like, your comeback's complete, and you did what they told you you couldn't do. Wow. And so for me, that's probably my greatest accomplishment. That's uh, good. Thanks yeah. for sharing the endings there for a while. I'm trying to figure out the accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> school record interceptions. It's, it's have confused. Yeah. Yeah. The next question was biggest disappointment. I'm thinking yeah, you heard the wrong word. It's all in one. It's all in one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anybody else want to share one? Yeah, I'll go. Um, mine, probably my senior football. Our, it was our first game of playoffs. Um, uh, we played Silsby High School in a – uh, which was our last game. We ended up losing. <laughs> but I did break two school records that game, uh, 266 yards of uh, catching and then 22 or 21 catches. I can't remember which one it was. But 
this I love like my love how I got the end of my high school career breaking two school records. Three touchdowns. Yeah, right? three, yeah, three, yeah awesome. three touchdowns too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I would say mine would be this uh, this past season. Um, I was the backup quarterback through I think the first five games and. Uh, our starter had gotten a foot injury, um, and uh, and so I didn't really know. You know, we didn't really going into Thursday. You know, we didn't really know how his health was. He was going to be back or not. Um, Friday morning, you know, our head coach tells me that I'm going to get the starting job, and that I mean that in itself was an accomplishment for me just to be a, a college starting quarterback. Yeah, absolutely, it was, it was fun, um, and so. That Saturday, uh, we go out and play our, our rival Louisiana College, and they uh, they just man us up, um, and, and we were just better athletes than them. And so I, I was able to break uh, two school records: a single game passing record and a single um, a single game touchdown record. Um, and so that was I still I mean I don't understand I couldn't put up those numbers in a video game. I'm not sure how I did that in real life. So I still I'm still questioning that. Um, so it was a, it was a surreal moment and a, kind of a moment I'd never forget. So That's it was, awesome. It was pretty fun. So y'all get to start spring ball next week. Next week, Tuesday. Tuesday. So what's the outlook for ETBU? We I mean we look uh, really good. Uh, three years in a row we've went seven and three. Um, and, and how our conference is set up is is in Division three, the the top two schools uh, will go to the playoffs, the national playoffs, and, and all three years we've been a third school. Ah. So we've gotten kicked out by by mainly Harden Simmons um, and University of Mary Harden Baylor, the, yeah. the two to nationally ranked teams. And so uh, this next year, we're really looking to uh, start, you know, making a push for that conference championship and hopefully um, a national championship because I think we're we're good enough uh, to do that and, and uh, kind of just some confidence boost that we had. We played Mary Harden Baylor last year. Um, it was 21-21 uh, in the fourth quarter with with six minutes left. They ended up kind of sneaking it out, beating us by ten. But they went to the to, to the uh, national championship. Oh yeah. So they went 15 and one, or excuse me, 14 and one. Um, and so they had just been blasting people before us. And we came in and we played a, probably our best game of the season, definitely our best game of the season. Um, and so we just looked to build from there. We have a new coaching staff. Um, and we're really excited about what they're doing with us and, and the opportunity they're going to give us uh, to work on the field. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're excited about what the future holds and, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, get us uh, some hardware, maybe a ring would be yeah, nice. You know, that's awesome. Kinda, they're, they're looking for a ring. So. <laughs> and Mary Harden Baylor's the tough one. It, it, I didn't realize you were on the same conference. Yeah, they've had a good run the last few years. They're, they're so, a yeah. very, very good team. They're a very good team and their stadium is very nice to play at. <laughs> so y'all played there this year? No, well, we played there this uh, this past oh. year. So we'll play at home, uh, which which uh, I love our stadium. It's, it's great. Uh, so we'll play at home uh, this next year. So. Awesome. So, I mean, I know ETBU is a Christian school, um, but obviously not everybody there is Christian, and, and obviously all your opponents aren't. So, you guys being young young men of faith, does that carry any pressure um, on the team? Is, I mean, do people look to you as team leaders? or Absolutely. Um, yeah, like you, like you said, uh, being at a Christian school doesn't necessarily mean everybody's a Christian. Everybody believes it, it doesn't matter where you go. It, you're going to be surrounded by worldly desires, worldly temptations. Um, and automatically, whether you're on the field or off the field, being a Christian, you're going to be put under a microscope. And what being on the football field does is you're squeezed because you're being put in situations that might not always be in your favor. And people are going to sit there and look at how you react to certain things. And uh, I, 
none of us will be the first to tell you we're definitely not perfect. Right. But we uh, and everything we do, we try and, and and reflect Christ. And you know, a guy once told me, um, if you have an orange and you squeeze it, orange juice is supposed to come out. But he pulled out an orange and he squeezed it, and black ink came out. And he's like, you are what you're filled up with when wow. you squeeze. So. Uh, we try and fill ourselves with, with uh, Christly things and not the worldly things because when we are squeezed, we want Christ to flow out of us and not uh, worldly uh, uh, temptations. Yeah, that's good. That, that's what I love about really football too. Um, really just all sports, especially for Christians, is that I mean, you kind of get checked out a little bit, you know, yeah. especially if, if you, you say you're a Christian and you say uh, you want to do these things and maybe things don't go your way. I mean, you're forced to to uh, to, to see or to show, you know, who you are in that moment. Um, and so those, um, I think, are critical for, for Christians in their walk uh, to really see who they are and um, not only to how to influence, you know, your uh, your peers, but um, you know when when you are squeezed and, and stuff like that, uh, you can really uh, influence yourself and say, okay, you know this is where I'm at right now. This is where I need to be. This is where I necessarily don't want to be, um, and so you can fix that. And, and uh, there's been many times uh, on the on the football field or, or things like that where I've you know saw, okay, man, you know, maybe I uh, need to be in, in scripture a little bit more. Um, and so yeah, I, I think football is, is a great way uh, to really see where you are at. Christ. It's definitely difficult to always love others the way Jesus loves them That's on the yeah. football field. <laughs> Especially the wrong, yeah. the wrong route, you're like, ah, oh, man, yeah. I can't, you know. Sorry. We love you, though. Yeah. Love you. yeah. <laughs> For sure. So we have a lot of student athletes that listen, um, and there's no secret that now is not the easiest time to live out your faith. Right. Especially um, in, the, in the middle school, high school level. Um, and like it or not, athletics is a platform. It can be used for good or bad. So what advice would you offer a student athlete that is a believer but maybe struggling to, to live out their faith in school? Yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. I completely agree with um, playing your sport as a platform. And, you know, especially in today's world, there are so many platforms that are pointing out, you know, you have to look like this. You have to do this to be cool. You know, you have to listen to this type of music. And, you know, what, what we kind of take pride in is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Division One athlete or a Division Three. You mm-hmm. come, you go back home or you go to a middle school or a high school, those kids look up to you. That's right. And so, you know, we always try and use our platform for good and uh, showing others what, what it looks like to be a college Christian athlete. Like, mm-hmm. so many times people are like, man, it's just impossible today in today's world to, to live out your faith and, and especially play a sport. And... Uh, we just like to show that it is possible and to love others and in everything we do to do it for the glory of God because none of our abilities uh, are from us. God has given us these abilities and we want to use them for his glory because he's obviously, you know, I don't think Jesus cares about wins and losses, but I do think he cares about how we use our talents for his glory. That's very good. And I, I like that you pointed out the Division One versus Division Three because a lot of people think well, there's Division One is the platform, right? And then there's everybody else. But to, to young guys, it's Absolutely. college athlete. Around here in Coppell, I mean, High school athletes are on a on a pedestal around right. town. So that's exactly. good. That's exactly. a good reminder. I, I think you know, um, like you said, high school is 
definitely the, the social media age uh, and, and the Twitter age, um, the the offers and the stuff like that, uh, that can definitely, um, I think a, a guy who maybe doesn't have enough offers or not that many offers and a guy who has a lot of offers, they think they have a different level of impact. Uh, and I don't, I don't really necessarily think that's true. Right. Um, because when I kind of, you know, was going through my senior year of high school and, and the one thing that really stood out to me was, was uh, what impact do I want to make uh, in the school? And for, High school athletes that are listening, or, or middle school athletes that are listening, um, that would be kind of my challenge: is to think, you know, what impact do you want to make? Do you want to make a, a very temporary impact where um, you have uh, you're a great athlete and uh, you're uh, have a lot of offers or, or have a lot of glory and fame, uh, but that will, will fade very fast because there's going to be somebody who breaks your records, and there's going to be somebody who you know who uh, you know has more offers than you. Um, but I think if you make an impact for Christ. We forget that that's an impact that's going to be everlasting. That's a forever impact. And so uh, that's what I would challenge people um, that have a platform is to use that for Christ, to use that um, to impact somebody not only um, just by you know showing them Christ's love, but also impacting them to where um, they can make a decision um, that will impact their life forever. That's good. Awesome. So I'm going to ask each of you... Um, Maybe you share your favorite scripture or why. Watch your favorite. Uh, uh, for me, I'll go first. Uh, John fifteen thirteen has always uh, really me and my best friend Peyton Coker. We uh, my senior year, our senior year of high school, we uh, we kind of adopted that as our uh, favorite verse. Uh, no greater love than one that would lay down his life for his brother. That's good. And. Uh, you know, me and Peyton, we're brothers, you know, not blood, but, you know, through Christ. And we, you know, that's exactly what Jesus did for us. You know, Easter's, uh, you know, coming, it's right here now. And so we, you know, that's what Jesus did for us. There is no greater love and what, than what he did for us. And so, you know, we're called to be Christ-like and, uh, and you know, what he did for us is, is just unbelievable because there is nothing greater. That's a great reminder because, I mean, I think all of us need to remember that more now. Absolutely. Especially on the division we have in our culture. That right. If we just all remember that verse, it would be good. Yeah. Mine's probably going to be Joshua 1.9. Um, be strong, courageous, don't be afraid, not discouraged, uh, for the Lord will be with you wherever you go. Um, that's just kind of like my daily reminder when I wake up, go to sleep, that if I'm, you know, sad or, you know, forgetting, like, what path I'm going down, that Jesus is going to be with me regardless. Um, and it's just kind of my daily routine. Remember that. He's with me, and it's pretty simple. That's awesome. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and pull up on my phone. Uh, you know, I'm not, not very good at memorizing scripture. I need to get better at it. Uh, but but Romans eight one is a is a is a big verse uh, for me, especially for athletes uh, because um, we've been taught our entire lives everything is earned. Everything is is uh, nothing is given. Um, we are uh, you kind of you get what you work for type thing. And so many times athletes. Uh, move that to their spiritual life because whereas you know I have to earn Christ's love and, I, and uh, if I mess up I have to do five good things to get back in you know right to, uh, standing with, with Christ and uh, Romans 8 1 therefore um, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus is uh, a great daily reminder to say that um, 
every day I, I can wake up with the uh, assurance that Jesus loves me unconditionally. And there's nothing I can do uh, to earn that love, and there's nothing I can do to uh, to have him love me less. Um, and, and I think if you have that mindset every day, I'm not really sure how you can have a bad day in that when the when you are constantly renew your mind says the creator of the universe loves me unconditionally. Uh, I'm not really sure um, where you can have a, a bad attitude in that. And so that's kind of the verse that I would love to go back to and say uh, if I'm struggling with things or I feel like I have to work uh, for Christ's love or work for his um, acceptance, I can read that verse uh, right there and, and know that um, he has paid the price by dying on the cross and, and like Jacob said, we're about to celebrate Easter, which is, you know, uh, amazing. And the, the sacrifice that he, he gave for us and, and uh, him raising from the dead is, is the most, probably the most important thing in my life. And so uh, that's a very big thing. And so I love that verse and, and love what it means. That's awesome. I have one question that I did not send you ahead of time. I just don't know why I just thought about this. It's kind of a little bit, uh, a little less serious, if okay. you will. But back to the group heat on the hill oh man you know i think the listeners deserve to hear a little bit more how to get started and um i've seen a couple videos um now i know the the one direction and then there was one last night about jesus is alive yeah Yeah. kind of um brought it home a little bit more but you know just one of you guys or all of you talk about the group and kind of what you're about yeah so uh first of all we were on on the on the way here and we were just kind of discussing. We we're like, man, like, if like, would you ever think that you go to like and, and uh, make a podcast because of our like heat on the hill? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we ever thought that. Uh, and so, so we're all you know, we play music, like music. Uh, I play guitar. Jacob plays guitar. Uh, Zach plays drums. And so we all kind of knew that going into. Um, I, I would say play. Uh, I would say we use that term lightly. We attempt to play. Uh, so. Um, so, you know, I think one night maybe we were, uh, you know, after I had done, I, after I had finished playing worship at our Festival of Christian Athletes uh, meeting, me and Jacob maybe had an argument about, uh, I'm not, not exactly sure what it was. The argument's not that important, but what came of it was. Uh, so, we went, so we went on Instagram Live, obviously, to ask our followers what they would think about it. And one thing led to another, and I think we just started having a jam we, session. We started walking around. I started uh, playing the guitar, and random people that would walk into the dorms, we would start singing to them. And so one wow. of Zach's friends messaged us on, uh, on the Instagram Live. It's like, hey, y'all, let's start a band. <laughs> so then we were like, all right, Instagram Live, what, what should we call this band? And then somebody goes, heat on the hill. And from then on, that's... It, it, it took off. Yeah. And, and so we started making... We started doing Instagram live things, and uh, Mary had a little lamb. Mary had, Mary had a little lamb, and re- remix to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna and see if I can dig up some history. You might, you know, yeah. it's, on, it's on our Twitter page. Um, yeah, so we that kind of plateaued a little bit, and so we uh, we thought about making just a funny music video one night as we were bored, and and uh, people liked it, and so we kind of made some more and so I think the, the fun part about it is that you know we don't take ourselves too seriously yeah. we, we just like to have fun uh, at each of you you know Marshall's not a very exciting place yeah but most things close around 9.30 in Marshall so <laughs> yeah uh, but you know we we made this kind of as a joke and then all of a sudden the other day we're sitting there looking at Twitter and we're like man we have 400 followers 
And we're like, okay. I was looking at that the other day. It's we were crazy. When Brad tagged, I was telling a friend of mine who only take Inky Johnson, <laughs> Daryl Gray, and all these big name folks, and they're all in. Oh, he's our number one sponsor. Yeah, I was like, wow. He is the the heat on the hill. He will let people know about it. He's trying to get us on football scoop. (laughs) But we we kind of were like, man, this is crazy how this is all flying out. And so uh, the other day we were talking about uh, dropping that video for Easter. And so, uh, but yeah, we we like to have fun, but uh, sometimes we can can make it serious sometimes. We can, we can. It's good. We we try to, we attempt. It's a a fun thing that we never really thought about, but it just happened. So we're excited about it. That's awesome. So, listeners, search him on Twitter. Yes. Heat on the Hill. hill. Heat underscore Hill. Heat underscore Hill. And join the 400 followers. (laughs) Join them. Keep up with these videos. I promise you, you'll laugh and you'll be encouraged. (laughs) I know. That was our goal. We said if we can make – we usually posted them because, you know, we're college students, so we don't go to bed until about 2 a.m. in the morning. That's right. Uh, So we said, you know, if we can make somebody chuckle uh, in their bed watching these videos, we've done our job. And so if we can do that. And then we're good. <laughs> yeah. And I was laughing as you're telling the story about the Instagram because I was sharing with y'all before we started that Instagram was kind of the beginning stages of all these sports <laughs> outreach too. A silly video of a Nerf hoop getting dunked in a third grader's bedroom, right? Started a conversation and here we are. So that's that's so if you're listening, be careful what you do on social media. <laughs> right. I know we can do that. You never know where it's never, gonna lead. It can be good know. or bad. But just be yeah, careful. That's right. All right, let's wrap things up here. So we've talked about, you know, some funny stuff, some serious stuff. Is there anything else you would add or you'd like to share to listeners just about being all in in their walk with Christ and just close it out with the encouraging people in that area of their life? Yeah, I mean, so all in is a is a big term, I think, for Christians, especially Christian athletes, uh, because so many times, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself, is so many times we can we, we separate ourselves, uh, um, our, our personality. So we separate what, what we, who we are on the football field and, and who we are um, on Sunday morning in church. And so, um, me, you know, uh, in, in a week, week-to-week basis, uh, you know, we do what our teammates do. We, we say what, you know, maybe not the best thing in the locker room. And, but on Sunday mornings and on church, you know, we're another person. I think... I think all in is a is combining those two and being the same person um, as you are on Sunday mornings as you are in the locker room, and so that is a huge uh, part of you know my life and what I'm you know still striving and still working on on doing is to be the exact same person, uh, and because you know I think Jesus was the exact same person uh, as he was to the Pharisees as he was to you know the woman at the well, and, you know, and, and, and so uh, he didn't show. Uh, any partiality, any any uh, you know uh, judgment or any any hatred towards others, um, and he never changed uh, his stance or the way he acted. Um, when a certain people group or a certain um, uh, amount of people were around, he we say the exact same person. Uh, and so that's what I think all in means to me is to be the the, uh, the same person you are for Christ um, in, in every um, in any circumstance. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kind of follow off what Brian said. Um, to me, being all in is just like just everything you got, 100%. Uh, loving Jesus, 100%. Yeah. Right room, 100%. Because mm. uh, without Jesus, you know, nothing, n- none of this is possible. So I just, you got to be all in for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree with both of them. I think 
in today's world, so many times, athletes and Christians, we have one foot in, one foot out, and uh, whenever it's convenient to us, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about it uh, when you're surrounded by Christians, you know, but uh, uh, to be all in, I, I think you have to, you know, not just put both feet in, but but dive head first, and so, um, and that's, again, whether it's in the weight room or when you're talking about your Christian walk, and so I think for a program to succeed, everybody has to buy in, everybody has to be all in, and the same thing is in our Christian walk, is we have to be completely surrendered to Jesus. That's awesome. When you talk about the whole team, the same is true with the, just the body of Christ, right? That's right. If we're all, all in, how much better would exactly. the world be? Yeah. That's very good. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, driving from Marshall to the us. Dallas area to, to do us. this. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. We're, yes, sir. We're, we're excited about we're, maybe the, the next phase of you know heat on the hill or, or whatever we're gonna do. We're excited about it. But yeah, but yeah, we are. Uh, we were thrilled about kind of being on the podcast, and and we actually when we got your message, uh, you know, I had listened to your podcast. We listened to your podcast previously about it was Stephen, my brother. Um, and when you tweeted at us, we were like, man, you know, wouldn't that be cool if we could do a podcast with them? And, and we started that. So it was uh, a really fun thing to do. And so we, you know, we appreciate you having us. You bet. And well, obviously, we will keep be keeping up with the ETBU this season. Yes, sir. Hopefully, y'all can uh, get that conference championship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate, really. you. appreciate it. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I hope you have been encouraged by their their passion for Jesus, their passion for life, and just their desire to make Jesus known through the platform that they've been given. And now venturing into the music world and leading worship and um, making goofy videos um, to encourage people in life. Um, so go to Twitter, show them some love, search Heat on the Hill or at Heat underscore Hill. Um, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this with your family and friends and um, supporting us as we use the platform that God has given us to share the gospel through media uh, with, with stories of faith and sports. And we love hearing from you. Go to our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach. Uh, you can send us a message there. You can keep up with us and see opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, to give, to continue the ministry. If you're on Twitter, search All In Sports Outreach or at all underscore N317. And again, we love hearing from you, so interact with us through our social media. Also, our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out any and everything you want to know about our organization, from our leadership to how we got started, why we do what we do, upcoming events, just opportunities to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us. Um, Thank you again for listening. We appreciate each one of you, and until next time.